0: Welcome to the Stillhouse podcast, the show where we celebrate all things dark spirits. Whiskey rum and cognac are sometimes misunderstood as drinks that can only be enjoyed by certain people on certain occasions. But this couldn't be further from the truth. So in this podcast, I'm delighted to meet some of the greatest minds in the world of spirits and cocktails to celebrate the magic of whiskey, rum and cognac. It doesn't matter if you're a complete beginner or a connoisseur. If you're interested in dark spirits, this show is for you. This is The Stillhouse Podcast, made in partnership with Edgington UK and me, Becky Paskin. Last week on the show, I was joined by David Miles from Edrington, UK and bar consultant Anna Sebastian to discuss how you can enjoy dark spirits on your own terms. During the episode, we unpicked some of the most common myths that surround the dark spirit category and explore why certain rules exist. We also examine how best to grow your confidence in dark spirits, empowering you to drink them on your terms. It was a really fun and insightful episode, so I definitely recommend you go back and listen to the show. It seems today we're all living hectic lives, and while we're focused on taking care of our careers our homes, our family and friends, it's easy to forget about making time for the most important thing, ourselves. Carving out some me time can look very different for everyone, whether it's a spa weekend, a candlelit bubble bath, or pouring your favourite drink and curling up with a good book. Often these moments are accompanied by a glass of red wine or a gin and tonic, but actually, they can be a perfect opportunity to enjoy dark spirits. These me moments are often slow-paced and relaxed, giving us the time and space to really enjoy the complex flavours of aged spirits, which of course, in turn, enhance our appreciation of our downtime. In this episode, we explore how important it is to take time for ourselves and how dark spirits can enhance our me time. Joining me in the studio are two highly experienced guests in the world of dark spirit and everyday indulgences. They are Lauren Anderson-Smedley, a drinks experience trainer and host for Waitrose, and Jamie Campbell, UK brand ambassador for Brugal Rum, who has over 10 years experience in the hospitality industry. In our conversation, we define what a me moment is and how a dark spirit serve can elevate our relaxation and enjoyment, whether it's a neat pour or in a cocktail. We also share our own personal drinks recommendations for having the most indulgent experience possible. But before all that, let's get to know our wonderful guests a bit better.
1: I'm Lauren Anderson-Smedley, and I work for Waitrose and Partners. So one of the major things we do each year is our drinks festival the winter. Around about that, I style out events, I guess, in branches and stores across the country. What do you do, Jamie?
2: I'm Jamie Campbell, and I'm the UK brand ambassador for Brugal Rums from the Dominican Republic. So my basic role is to go around and, and work with bartenders, chefs, customers, consumers, and teach them about the wonderful world of rum and our Brugal.
0: A me moment for me, is really just taking that time to maybe put the world aside and carve out some time to just sit back and I say, I want to say treat myself, but it's really not even that. It's almost an element of self-care because I think nowadays there seems to be this hustle culture Going on, that we always have to be achieving something. We always have to be leveling up and being on our best game and boss babing it. And maybe this is the culture of influencers. We see people on Instagram with these perfect lives and they're always working and they're always working hard and it's goal setting and it's setting New Year's resolutions. And sometimes, do you think that maybe we forget to take that moment to just look after ourselves to to reflect on ourselves to have that me moment and do you think maybe we forget about that sometimes
1: yeah absolutely I think it's kind of been building up over the past decade hasn't it that we've got to constantly keep up and get faster and better and greater at everything but to be able to just take you know five minutes just to sit down take a few breaths I know that sounds silly but I think sometimes we forget to breathe take a few breaths relax shut the world out Or, you know, go out into the park and let the world in. A 10-minute run, you kind of think, oh, but what's the point? An effort to put on all your running clothes to just go out for 10 minutes. It clears my mind. It makes me happy. It makes me feel like I've done something. That's the time I take to kind of set smaller targets for myself. You know, like, today I'm going to make dinner rather than go out and get a takeaway. Or I'm going to finish that chapter in my book that I've been looking at for the past three weeks and I haven't had a chance to enjoy. You know, 10 minutes, half an hour, for me, it's just lovely.
2: I know I'm really bad for this. A lot of my self-worth or perceived self-worth comes from how much I achieve in a day. You know, how many points off my to-do list I tick off, Um, which is great because it gives you a sense of accomplishment. But if you're burned out after that, i.e. if you need a holiday after a day's work, then you're kind of doing something wrong or too much, right? And as you say, if it's going for a run, getting some exercise or just sitting down with a book, I think an opportunity and taking the time to decompress, to relax and just switch off completely without any obligation is something that's really important.
0: When we look at our 24 hours in a day, just 10 minutes every single day can actually add up to a lot of self-care. And it's so important to take that time because we can get too stressed. We can get burnt out. Our mental health starts to suffer. Our physical health suffers. So actually taking that time to stop reflect back on yourself have that me moment can really pay off in the long run can't it yeah completely a me moment for example might be curling up on the couch with my cat in my lap pouring a healthy measure of whiskey and then popping on a film i'm a big fan of marvel so for me maybe it's it's watching a doctor strange or uh, or an x-men movie or something and just taking the time to chill and, and peacefully sort of take take a second and breathe what does it look like for you uh, lauren i want to know what's your what's your perfect me moment what does that mean to okay. you okay if i'm going full on indulgent
1: me moment i would be full on bubble bath candles chocolate big glass of something dark but then a decent book in hand doesn't need to be that much effort sometimes just taking 5 minutes for yourself putting your feet up and letting the world go by With something wonderful in your glass is perfect, and maybe the cat annoying you
0: as well. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, how about you? What's your perfect me moment?
2: I mean, I'm also a a huge, huge reader, so definitely that. But I love to cook as well, so taking time to cook a proper meal for yourself is really, really important, especially if you've had a busy day and you're not just going to deliveroo or you know wherever else. So for me, I'd love to be able to cook and have, similarly, bottle on the side if some of it falls into the dish it's not a bad thing kind of adds the flavor um but yeah if i'm able to you know spend it could be anywhere up to like two three hours just cooking a great meal that i really enjoy um, and actually taking the time to appreciate that process and have something delicious on the side to sip and kind of sustain me through it's
0: interesting you you say that because i think a lot of people probably imagine sipping on a glass of red wine that's the stereotypical image isn't it you're cooking pasta you're sipping on the red wine you pour a glug in the bolognese but Actually, what'd be really nice is, if regardless of what you're cooking, a whiskey highball would be really lovely and refreshing, or yeah. a Brugal with pineapple soda. That sounds delicious, and a lovely aperitif exactly. before before yeah. dinner. And dark spits can really play a wonderful part in that ritual.
2: Yeah, I think similarly, you know, it's what we're talking about when we enjoy this stuff is we're talking about the flavour, right? The flavour, the aroma, and of course the story. And I think the flavour, if you're working on that basis. And you've got food alongside that you're, you know, you're tasting the food as you're making it. You're tasting a, a drink alongside. It just, again, it creates that almost that complete moment, um, which for me, I love, mm. especially if you can then share that food with someone else, you know, some a loved one, friends, family. Um, it's again, it's you're putting something of yourself into that moment as well. So, mm.
0: Elevating the experience. And uh, I think ultimately that's what creates a me moment because it's so individual and unique. Mm. Yeah we're all in the business of drinks and really enjoying them and I don't know about both of you but sometimes when I reach for a drink maybe at the end of the day or I really feel like just treating myself having a bit of a reward having a, a nice drink really feels like a celebration of me a me moment is that something that you tend to do as well like reach reach for something which it feels like a bit of a reward a bit of a cheeky treat at the end of the day oh yeah absolutely
2: i think dark spirits in general is a great opportunity to to kind of indulge in something that's got a lot of a, a kind of a story to it you know it's got a bit of history heritage um and kind of yeah how it's created and who it's created by um that's something that i really fall in love with i love reading i'm a voracious reader so something that's got story is is something that i tend to go for
0: That's really interesting because part of having that indulgent moment, is not necessarily just about the liquid in the glass. It's it's more than that. It's uh, surrounding yourself, immersing yourself in an experience, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel like you can really be taken on a journey when you hear a little bit more about a certain supplier or producer or the way that someone has made the product. You know, you feel like you've been involved in a little secret somehow and it makes you enjoy that drink, just that all the more i guess
2: it's something that creates an emotional response in you mm. right it's more than something that's just a physical need to have a drink it's something that you feel uh, akin to um and i think for me that's what i love about the world of spirits and, and particularly brands you know those that have history and heritage um are a great way to really bring people as you say on that journey i, think is, I love that that sentence i love that saying so yeah Um, I think for me it's it's amazing it's awesome to be able to be a part of that and as part of my job to be able to tell that story is what I love so much about it so
0: I don't know how both of you feel but I certainly think since the pandemic a lot of us have really been taking some time to enjoy ourselves and find those kind of moments of joy in everyday life and our hectic busy lives where we're taking the time to sit back breathe and just treat ourselves how do you think that Dark spirits fits into that moment of indulgence.
2: Dark spirits, you know, particularly if you're talking about whiskey, they've always been seen as something luxurious, right? They've always been that sort of that luxury premium product. And I think that's ultimately what people want. If they are treating themselves, if they are kind of giving themselves that pat on the back, they want something that's gonna make that moment feel more luxurious, make it feel more more premium, make it feel like more of a, a well done, like a, you know, congrats you 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 made it today you know you kind of you made it through the day and you you did what you needed to do and i think that's where dark spirits really come in as i say they they feel more premium people will spend a bit more money on a whiskey on a rum particularly at that premium level and it then becomes more of a reward when they do reach for that bottle and they you know they crack it open and they pour themselves a little nip at the end of the day
1: especially you know you think about those rarer aged whiskeys as you go up in years you don't see so many of them on the market so if you are lucky enough to have a bottle of something special tucked away to be able to indulge that little bit on your own or with loved ones it's just a really nice moment.
2: I think that's a big point actually coming back as we say out of the pandemic with that return to normalcy it's you know there is that me moment but it's how you share that me moment as well because we spent so long by ourselves you know tucked away in our homes um, and for me a me moment is also about how I can share that with someone else.
0: Dark spirits have this reputation of being quite aspirational and premium but does it always have to be an expensive bottle to have an indulgence that's you know that moment for us or can we just choose something that's maybe more affordable but we're only dipping into every now and then? Oh absolutely you know
1: some of your classic blended whiskeys are perfect to enjoy on the rocks neat but also work brilliantly in cocktails or as a simple mixer you know just as a whiskey soda lime is just perfect on a hot summer's evening and you just feel like you can sit back and relax with that for five minutes and just let the world do what it needs to do.
0: It's interesting you talk about the way that whiskey is served and particularly in cocktails because I think perhaps maybe for many people their automatic go-to might be a refreshing gin and tonic it's kind of seen as that oh, you know five o'clock after work let's go and get a gnt and it's refreshing and it's natural but do you think maybe perhaps people are missing a trick when it comes to experimenting with maybe selecting a whiskey or a rum or even a cognac for their after work me moment oh absolutely i mean what's more refreshing than a daiquiri
2: unfortunately i mean we have a a bit more of it now but we don't really have the weather so much in the uk Mm. that makes it feel the same but um but i love a daiquiri and i think it's similarly you know if we're talking about how we mix drinks you know if we're talking about a gin and tonic for example rum and a pineapple soda you know super tasty super refreshing in the dominican republic we have a saying that what grows together goes together and and so if you're picking ingredients that kind of come from the same area or have that same sort of standard flavor profile or that sort of that red thread that's where it's a great opportunity that's where you know sort of whiskey and ginger works super well as a, as a light refreshing drink so they don't need to be at least in my opinion served down and brown or just over ice
0: exactly i think a lot of- of people, maybe there's a misconception around how whiskey, rum, or cognac should be consumed. It has to be neat or it has to be served over ice. And there's this has this reputation of oh, you can't certainly can't mix it in a cocktail, but you can still get that refreshing serve, that refreshing moment that you would get with a GNT, but with say a whiskey cocktail or a rum cocktail. And there were some amazing mixers around. Nowadays as well So you can really play about With your flavour You should absolutely be able To enjoy your spirit However you want to do it You know You're the
1: person Who's gone out And spent the money on it So you find What you enjoy most from it And then Just do it To hell with everyone else (laughs) (laughs) Yeah
2: Yeah completely no marketing department should tell you otherwise (laughs) despite what they might want but um, but brand marketing you know it's been great at in the past saying you know whiskey should be enjoyed by yourself by the fire reading a book and that's how I love to enjoy it don't (laughs) get me wrong but how you want to enjoy it is ultimately is up to you and so whether it's in the park with a ginger ale instead then why not
0: and I think part of this idea of creating a me moment comes that element of experimentation, of finding exactly what floats your boat, not somebody else's and is a treat that is unique to you, something that you love, your own serve, almost your characteristic drink. Is playing about and finding the serve that you enjoy the most? Do you think that maybe we can start to move away from dark spirits being seen as something that's only reserved for a special occasion? We always think of, you know, the drinks trolley with that decanter of whiskey sat on there and it's only dipped into for special occasions. But can we maybe move away from that? perception of dark spirits of being something that's unique and only for certain occasions to being an everyday treat an everyday indulgence that we can enjoy
2: yeah absolutely i think that's very much something that will help get it there basically is how we enjoy it you know whether it's in a mixer serve like a whiskey and ginger or a rum and soda for example or whether it is in a something that's easy to make at home cocktail. I think, again, during lockdown, we saw so much of that, people talking about how you can make cocktails at home um, and something that's quite easy and applicable and relatively quick to make, I guess. So I think that's where that everyday, not necessarily consumption, but certainly that everyday opportunity comes in to be able to look at those dark spirits as a way to enjoy a drink outside of just celebratory occasions and that you know maybe once twice a year kind of opportunity.
1: And you know what, going back to that classic oh I'll just have my neat or just on the rocks I have to say I am guilty of doing that a lot (laughs) at the end of the day if I just want to put my feet up after dinner before I go to bed and just treat myself to a little dram as you say of something it will be just as it is because I don't want to think about the dishes in the morning. You know, <laughs> It's just perfect to be able to say, I'm going to pour myself a little smidgen of rum, a little dram of whiskey and just sit down, chill out for five minutes and then yeah, go to bed, whatever, chill out with a book.
0: It's your drink, you do what you want with it. Exactly. <laughs> We don't always need to enjoy dark spirits neat to get that ultimate me moment. As Jamie pointed out, a whiskey and ginger can be an easy to make, delicious alternative to a post-work gin and tonic. It's all about finding your own serve to create your ultimate me time. And with so many affordable options available, it's time we started considering dark spirits as an option for that indulgence, rather than wheeling them out for a special occasion once or twice a year. This is just a quick reminder, you're listening to The Still House Podcast, made in partnership with Edrington UK and me, Becky Paskin. Coming up on the podcast, Jamie shares the joy of a nearly neat cocktail, and we give our drinks recommendations for an extra special indulgence. But first, let's find out how we can experiment with new cocktails to elevate our me moments. We've talked a lot about having our own ability to choose the way that we're enjoying our dark spirits in those me moments but how would you recommend that people shake things up a little bit find the drink that's for them maybe move away from just enjoying the whiskey their rum or their cognac neat or over ice and actually find something a new way of drinking it, a new served, and experiment with something that maybe changes their experience oh so i
1: absolutely love messing around with cocktails and so i'll find one that i enjoy and i'll think about the classic so you know, everybody loves an espresso martini at the moment, swap out your vodka, use a rum. You know, it's a oh, really different great. experience, but you still get that glorious coffee flavour coming through. But it's just complemented by those other kind of spicy notes you might get in your rum. I love messing around with that. So simple, classic cocktails, just swap out the spirit and you've got something completely different, but still something comforting that you know?
2: If people are used to drinking neat brown spirits, rather than trying to go too far the other way and get them to completely change how they look at it, it might just be like a little middle gap, you know, like a little step in between. A nearly neat cocktail, for example, as you say, like a, you know, whether it's a Negroni with rum, Manhattan with rum, I'm talking about rum here, obviously, (laughs) you know, but again, you can switch it out for a different dark spirit and in place of what would otherwise be a a white spirit, you know, or clear spirit. So that nearly neat is something that I like to talk about quite a bit because it does kind of bridge that gap. You're not trying to get people to go too far the other way too quickly, maybe. So
0: I agree with you. And actually whiskey in an espresso martini is my go to. (laughs) I think the notes that you get from a spirit that's been barrel aged can really enhance the flavors in an espresso martini so whether it's whiskey or rum i think it really enhances that cocktail and maybe using dark spirits in one of your go-to favorites i mean even if you're a negroni drinker switch out that gin for whiskey you've got a Boulevardier, which is one of the best cocktails of all time Mm. give something else a go just experiment with different cocktails we're all experts in this room. We all know about drinks. We work with drinks all the time. But say for people who maybe aren't very familiar with the different varieties of cocktail out there, they're not really sure how to experiment with the spirits. And say they've bought a bottle of Brugal, how can they find inspiration for different cocktails? Where should they be turning to?
2: I mean, I think you know we've seen the rise of social media, and that's a great opportunity. We have let's say we call them drinks influencers online, and they will oftentimes create at home easy replicable cocktails because ultimately that's what they have at their you know in their arsenal that's what they have at their disposal so that's a great opportunity a great learning method is to just look on social media find someone that you like someone that fits your style i guess and just spend a bit of time looking at how they make it for me even now I you know we call ourselves a professional but i learn a lot from social media in terms of also what's trending what other people are liking to see which helps inform me in in my day-to-day work as well
1: Mm, absolutely i don't think you ever stop learning there's always something new to inspire you or a new product that you've maybe not got to grasp with yet and i think social medias an excellent platform but i also think looking at the brand's websites give you a whole insight into how you can best enjoy the drinks and they give you different ideas whether that be through just a simple serve or a more elaborate cocktail. But when you're on that website, you then can delve in deeper into the story behind the drink. So you kind of learn a little bit while you're indulging, which is one of my favourite things to do.
0: On the subject of stories, actually, do you think that the role of the provenance of the drink, so understanding the, the story behind the liquid, the people who have made it, the ingredients, how it was made, do you think that can elevate the indulgence you're having. So, you know, you're relaxing at home, having that me moment. How can understanding everything about that drink elevate your experience?
1: I think for me, it makes me feel like I'm almost part of their family, part of their story, because I'm given a little bit of insight into what they do, where they came from, especially if a brand goes back, you know, a couple of hundred years. You kind of think, oh my goodness, this was enjoyed by people over so many centuries, decades, and you feel like you might be enjoying that little bit of history alongside them. I find that really interesting.
0: It's just the fact with dark spirits that they've been They've all, they've all matured yeah. so you know this is a, a spirit that's been crafted over many many years and to have that experience where you're actually drinking a piece of history that was distilled several years ago and sometimes decades ago i think in itself is a treat i think just to sit and reflect on the time that's passed since the spirit was actually made is amazing
2: i, I think for me that's what i love the most about dark spirits is first you have the time that product has spent in a cask or, you know, in some sort of receptacle to age it. And that could be anywhere from three to 12 to 25 years, right? But then, as you say, you've got the historical context of the brand as well. And, yeah. you know, brigal it was created in 1888 as a brand was founded in 1888. And when you think of what's happened since then as well, as you say, it takes you on that journey. It's mm. like you're sharing a bit of that moment with someone else, you know, maybe someone who's passed, you know, someone who's not around anymore to tell their story. And it kind of comes through in the liquid. It's an opportunity, you know, if it's the brand founder or one of the master, you know, master distillers or master blenders or master run makers, you know, they may not be around anymore to tell their story, but they do through the liquid. And mm. I think that's an amazing opportunity to really fall in love with the brand and fall in love with the story.
0: So let's talk a little bit about some of your favorite ways to enjoy dark spirits. What are some simple seasonal serves that you'd recommend people maybe enjoy dark spirits in
2: if we're going to be coming into spring summer you want something probably light and refreshing right so if i'm going to talk about rum brigale 1888 and a roasted pineapple soda london essence Mm. do an amazing roasted pineapple soda it's super super simple really easy just a double measure of 1888 with the soda to top and then a slice of lime super simple super easy and again you've got those flavor profiles that kind of marry across the rum and the mixer and then if we wanted to talk about something that's maybe a bit more autumn winter focused, I love an old fashioned with rum. And one of our signature serves is called the the Maestro's Welcome. With that, it's just, uh, again, a double measure of 1888 with some coconut syrup and coffee bitters.
1: Lauren, what's your go-to? Goodness. So, I mean, I love an old fashioned as well. I think the simplicity behind it yet being able to go so wrong with it sometimes (laughs) is brilliant. So I often have mine with rum. I love it with whiskey as well. Um, Different types of whiskey, whether that be bourbon, rye, scotch, Irish whiskey. But then, you know, putting a couple of different dashes of different bitters in there. You can stick with your classic Angosturas, but maybe you want some chocolate or coffee Mm. in there. I tend to like mine with a big slab of chocolate on the side as well. (laughs) Whiskey and chocolate is such a good pairing. So for me, an old-fashioned big slab of chocolate, perfect. Uh, I mean, we've just had Christmas. So if you've got any classic cocktails that you enjoy, you can just put a twist on them by adding some cranberry sauce in there, you know, and shaking that up. It's just a bit different, but it's a really simple way like just take out your sugar syrup if you think it's a little bit too sweet mm-hmm. add a tablespoon of your cranberry sauce and you're kind of laughing with anything that or you know valentine's day macerate some strawberries and whiskey and smother them in hot chocolate sauce
0: oh my god yeah, it's just
1: <laughs> indulgence me moments <laughs> <laughs>
0: Again, it comes back to that idea of experimentation. And if you don't make mistakes, how are you going to find your perfect drink? So it's all about learning and evolving. And I love this idea of playing about with other ingredients that you have at home, not always sticking to a recipe because that recipe may not be to your particular taste. So play about with the amount of sugar syrup, the amount of citrus, and maybe substitute in some honey or agave syrup instead of the sugar straight sugar syrup Uh, play about with the bitters play about with the sodas you're adding to your rum as well and just really spend some time and craft that ideal drink that will elevate your me moment and enjoy yourself (laughs) (laughs) so what would be your ultimate signature serve for Lauren's me moment what are you making
1: so mine would be a rum old-fashioned so 50 mils of your favorite rum I'm going to maybe do a dark muscovado sugar syrup and then a couple of dashes of chocolate bitters, a couple of dashes of angostura as well. But then on the side of that, I'm going to flambe a banana and a marshmallow as my garnish.
0: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh, goodness. For me, that is heaven. Jamie, what does your ultimate me moment oh. look like? What's your signature serve you're having? I mean, that's indulge? like
2: trying to choose your favorite child, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. But, it's a difficult one. But if I had to pick one, I actually agree on a rum old fashioned. I love the complexities and the nuances that rum adds to an old fashioned, especially if you then switch out, say, we're talking about syrups, I love to add a bit of coconut syrup in. Mm. Um, so, like 10 milliliters of coconut syrup. If you want it a little bit sweeter, just add a little bit less. Uh, and then coffee bitters. Coffee or chocolate bitters actually, in fact, work really, really nicely. And then again, you can garnish with the coffee beans to just pull through the aromas of that as well so yeah uh, around old-fashioned with coconut syrup and coffee bitters
1: I think the reason we talk about old-fashioned so much is just because it's one of those cocktails that just helps the spirit sing right it focuses yes. on yeah, the actual absolutely. spirit you, you're not putting too many other flavors in there to cover or mix it up it, they're there to enhance that beauty behind it so like you said having fun with the different flavored syrup I'd never thought of doing a coconut syrup before so that thank you that's a great idea yeah different bitters just everything there's so many things you can play with to keep an old-fashioned classic but yeah just
2: even to down us. to the base spirit right if we're playing with syrups and switching out the base spirit as you said earlier kind of it's, if it's a irish whiskey versus a bourbon or versus a scotch if it's a cognac old-fashioned for example mm. you know there's so much variation that's out there so much opportunity to, to play around that's ultimately the fun of being able to make it is see how many variations of an old-fashioned you can make.
1: Are you going to tell us yours? or Yes, okay. Well, do you know,
0: I'm a bit, because you've both said old-fashioned, I feel a bit of pressure now to go old-fashioned, but I'm going to go a little bit different and probably with a cocktail not many people have heard of, but one of my all-time favourites uh, that I always turn to for a me moment is the Bobby Burns. And it sounds really classic and it seems old-fashioned and traditional, but it is a overlooked classic cocktail so it's the same amount of scotch whiskey and sweet vermouth with just a few dashes of benedictine so it just like brings elevates the nice uh, herbal notes those sweet notes in the whiskey brings it all together and uh, just throw it down over ice lemon twist on the top and it's just so perfect whether it's summer because it's quite it's a nice cool refreshing drink at the same time as being warming and comforting as well which you so you could enjoy in the winter so for me the bobby burns i just absolutely adore it i haven't tried to do many variations with it my favorite type of scotch to use is something with a lot of cask influence so uh, or something that's quite uh, a waxy texture that that kind of flavor style of of scotch but i think you could probably get away with trying bourbon as mm. well which i've not gone for although i actually wonder whether cognac might make an interesting cognac could work yeah i feel like we've got a lot of homework to do (laughs) is there a bar we can head to after (laughs) right yeah meet you at the bar in five
2: minutes
0: (laughs) lauren jamie thank you so much for joining me and sharing with us your me moments
2: thank you so much
1: yeah thank you so much for having us it's been a pleasure
0: that's the end of the show. I hope you've also enjoyed hearing all about Lauren and Jamie's me moments and are armed with several ideas about how to elevate your own. I think in today's hectic world when we're snatching pockets of time to ourselves, making that me moment the most rewarding we can is so important. If you've gone to the trouble of carving out time and creating the right environment to chill out, you'll want to make sure your drink suits the occasion. As you'll have heard, there's so much we can play with in the world of dark spirits to create an indulgent drink that really elevates our downtime. But remember, whether it's neat, in a cocktail, alone or with friends, when it comes to your me moment, it's all about what brings you joy and pleasure. You make the rules. Thanks to Lauren Anderson-Smedley and Jamie Campbell for joining me on the podcast today. And thank you all for joining us in the Stillhouse today. Join us next week on the Stillhouse podcast when I'll be speaking to co-founder of Ideal Drinks, Marcus Dalzanis, and Ace and Freak founder, Thomas Sodden, all about natural refreshment. We'll be discussing whether dark spirits can be truly refreshing and why there seems to be a preconception that they should only ever be drunk neat. We'll also explore the importance of local and natural ingredients in your drink and share some really interesting recommendations for lighter, natural mixes beyond the standard cola or ginger ale. It's an amazing episode, so make sure you don't miss it. Just a few quick notes before we go. Make sure to follow the show so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow the show on Instagram at The Stillhouse Podcast. If you would like to learn more about me, you can follow me on Instagram at Becky Paskin or at Our Whiskey. Data and knowledge shared in this podcast is built on insight from Edrington UK's 2025 Category Vision, a framework based on exclusive consumer research brought to you by the UK's leading dark spirits experts. This podcast is produced by Edrington UK in partnership with One Fine Play. The Edrington UK team has been led by Fiona Older with a project team of Catherine Barassa, DK Chung and Becca Flynn. From One Fine Play, James Bishop is the executive producer. Kajra Ferozia is the editor and producer. Honor Foley is the producer and researcher. Selena Christophodes is the graphic designer. I've been your host, Becky Paskin, and this has been The Stillhouse Podcast. For more information on responsible drinking, please visit drinkaware.co.uk. <laughs>